And cue music. I don't know how many of you have heard, but there's a flesh-eating virus going around. Yeah, it's called music. Welcome back uh, to episode three of A-Sides. I'm Andy. Uh, this is Brent. Hello. And uh, uh, thanks for coming back again. We got a kind of an odd assortment of albums. Uh, lined up this time, and uh, I think a lot, a lot more has happened in music since we talked. It seems like somebody dies every time we do one of these. I know. Maybe we should stop. Yeah, yeah. It's probably a sign. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to blame us for killing Rick Ocasek, but did we? Yeah, because it was that <laughs> same day. It was like uh, we recorded that uh, second episode, and then I was editing it, and then I, I saw that news. Yeah, there was Eddie Money before that, and yeah, they were pretty much back-to-back, like a week apart, I think. I don't know. Well, we'll just have to make a deal with each other right now that if somebody dies this week, we just gotta fucking stop. Yeah. (laughs) We owe it to the the music community, the rock and roll community. We also owe it to the rock and roll community to not review talk about such a terrible assortment of fucking albums. (laughs) I'm not sure what we were thinking on this. It seemed like, hey, these are the big name albums that we're dropping. Seemed like we should probably do it just to be relevant, if you want to call us that anyhow, but... You even gave me an out, too, because I think the other night you sent me that text and you're like, hey, I listened to Zach Brown, Blink-182... And Sturgill Simpson. What else was there? And I uh, sent yeah. you the other two, but I was thinking, like, right after I hit send, I was like, oh, man, there was my out. We didn't even have to do these other ones. Yeah, yeah. So what are so what's what's the list this week? We got Blink-182. We yeah. have Zach Brown, Sturgill Simpson. Those were all September 21st. Then September 28th, we've got Steel Panther. Hell Yeah. And I guess uh, Sturgill Simpson was on the 28th as well. Right. All right, well, should we uh, start with uh, the Blink-182 one, maybe, since that was a uh, Yeah, that's week? one I'll take the blame for, up for choosing that one. Thank you, because I didn't, I didn't want to take any fucking responsibility for that. Although I'll say, out of the shitty albums that we did this week, I... I'd say it's probably my favorite, if there can be a such thing. Not, oh, really? I mean, out of the shitty ones. Mm. Not lumping Sturgill Simpson into the rest of whatever the fuck oh, we're okay. doing here. But, uh, no, the Sturgill one is probably the only one really worth talking about. But, hey, we'll go ahead and do these yeah. other ones anyhow. Um, so, Blink-182. The album is called Nine, right? Yeah. Okay. Because I wrote that down, and then I made a bunch of stupid notes next to it like I don't know if I was drinking when I wrote these or what but um, so yeah I mean it's kind of just I don't know are you a fan are you a Blink-182 fan at all Uh, since I usually give like backstory I guess like every single time we talk about something I never totally cared about Blink-182 but then I heard that bored to death on the radio from the last album 
and I really liked it, and so I kind of was like, maybe I'll give him a chance, and I ended up seeing uh, them on that tour uh, with Dustin. Okay. I think we got some of those Live Nation, like, free uh, tickets, because he always seemed to have codes for those. Oh. You know, they were doing, like, the, whatchamacallit, what was it, like, the class action lawsuit thing. Oh, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, but, uh, anyways... Uh, so so yeah, I was kind of looking forward to this album because I liked the last one. Yeah, but I didn't like this one really much at all. I mean, you know I, why? Because it's still the same band. They've got that Matt Skiba or however you pronounce his name, Skiba. Skiba Skiba. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't know who he was. I had never heard a Blink One Eighty Two album since he's been in the band. Most only the second. One. I think the last album of theirs I heard in its entirety was uh, Take Your Pants Off and Jacket (laughs) which that was like forever ago and I saw him on that tour and it was horrible and uh, I think the only reason I went was because a buddy of mine was dating this girl and like her friend was going and so it was like hey you want to go to this and I thought well yeah I really don't want to see them at all because I think they suck but I mean you know, I was young and was like, I might get laid. <laughs> I was single at the time and thinking like every other guy that's, you know, 21, I think I was, 2021, somewhere in that. And, uh, and yeah, I remember going and it was like really uncomfortable because at the time they were, that was when they were kind of in their prime. Yeah. Like the MTV days, you know, back when that was still a thing and they were, their videos were on all the time and so it was like <clears throat> all of these parents taking their kids <laughs> and I'm looking around and I'm like do these fucking assholes realize like this is going to be really foul mouthed and you know and so it's all these parents with their kids their young kids that are like fucking like 12 years old some younger and these guys are talking about jerking off and all this other <laughs> goofy shit like just saying really foul things into the microphone and I'm like man, I have a foul mouth and I'm uncomfortable. Like, this is really fucked up, <laughs> you know? And that's all I really remember. I remember that. And I remember Travis Barker being a... I mean, he's a killer drummer, but I remember they sucked live. They were just fucking awful other than him. And then I also remember I did not get laid that night, so it was a total fucking waste. I was like, yeah. Jesus, I went and sat through that shit for nothing <laughs> to come back get shot down afterwards so that's about the extent of my Blink-182 backstory but um, I do kind of like that one I think it was self-titled the one after that one because uh, I remember uh, they did a song with Robert Smith from The Cure on there okay but yeah, I don't I recall really, any I'm drawing a blank on some of the songs like I miss you. Was one of them, that I sounds think. familiar. Yeah. I mean, this one, this new one, nine. I don't. It's like weird because I don't know if I completely hate it. I just hate the fucking singing. Like I hate that. I hate hearing a voice and feeling like they're fucking like smiling at me the whole time they're singing, even though he's like half the lyrics sounds like he's depressed. But you know. It's like a thing. Like, have you seen some of these young bands nowadays that just, like, fucking smile the whole time they're singing? And it's like, stop. You're making me uncomfortable. This is rock and roll. Stop fucking smiling at me. I don't know if I really picked up on 
that or whatever, but like I did notice like Mark Hoppus, I guess he's like the main vocalist. Okay, yeah. Some of his uh, singing isn't really uh, singing, it's like talk singing. Yeah, he it's like, like talks something that nasally. I do. <laughs> and then there's like a pause. Like he says like three words, pause. Like right. three words, so it's not even like a sentence. Like maybe I needed to write down the actual song. I think that I it was. like the other dude. I like the other guy's vocals better. I mean, yeah, because he's God. more of an actual singer. It yeah. sounds like hitting some like higher parts. Probably stuff. wouldn't have made it through this fucking thing. Had that Mark dude just sang the whole thing. Oh, now I know what the song I was thinking of. Yeah, it's like, I really wish I hated you. I think. Oh, like I think Jesus. he's like, I really wish I hated you. And that there's like breaks in there. Yeah, I think yeah. that was the one where I just was like, okay, yeah, this is terrible. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I just remember listening to it, and I was thinking, well, I'm, you know, I'm having no problem hating you, so <laughs> feel free to fucking hate me. I don't... I just felt like everything, for the most part, was pretty generic. Like, the choruses are super fucking generic. Like, the first song, the first time. I mean, it was like... Yeah. The chorus is like, it was the first time, the first time... And then says something, something, the last time, the last time. <laughs> and I don't know. I just listened to it and thought, God damn, really? Like, they fucking gave you guys a record deal and a lump sum of money yeah. to go fucking make this thing? Like, it's like they're phoning it in. And then the Happy Days song was the same thing. Just saying Happy Days over and over again, I think. That's all it really, the chorus did there. I mean, I would have rather heard like a Ron Howard and Henry Winkler duet or something. <laughs> and if we're going to talk happy days, come on. But it was just, yeah, it was just one of those annoying choruses where, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's like, I want to feel happy days, happy days, yeah. happy days or something. You know, I uh, have to auto-tune me there, too. Yeah, i got to bust that auto-tune back out. Yeah, I don't, I just, this one was the one where when he was singing, I'm just picturing him, like, looking super sincere. Like, he's just making yeah. eye contact with me, really awkwardly the whole time he's <laughs> singing the song, you know, and I think as a whole, this album reminded me, production-wise, sound-wise, it reminded me of Sugar Cult, you ever listen to them? It reminded yeah. me of them except bad, like, Sugar Cult had, you know... It's like three solid records there that are really good. I vaguely remember that because it was around what that era of like what American early, Hi-Fi. Yeah, it was like, kind of that early two thousands yeah. power pop scene that kind of came about. But uh, but they were good at what they did, and to me, yeah. this is almost like Blink One Eighty Two trying to make a Sugar Cult album and. Like production wise and musically, it sounds cool, but then song wise, I just feel like it's horrible. I don't know. Yeah, I, that's like uh, you kind of sum up kind of what I was thinking a little bit better, because like how you were talking about Travis Barker being a good drummer, it sounds like they don't even like he's not even present a lot on this album. There's like electronic drum beats or something, yeah, and I'd was... rather just have like actual drums. Right. Later in the record, I feel like there's more where you're like, oh, shit, okay. Now he's cutting loose. There's Travis Barker. But yeah. it only happens, there's only a couple songs where it's like, yeah, he's throwing down and doing his thing. Yeah. I think that's the main thing that I didn't like about the album was I'd rather actually have drums or actual percussion. Yeah. 
that Blame It On My Youth song, I remember that one kind of having a catchier chorus, but the rest of the song was pretty terrible. I'm trying to, <clears throat> I'm trying to not just hate on this completely. Yeah. I think Generational Divide, that was the one that I, I think had like the cool drum fills and stuff in there that Black Rain yeah, kind of was one that had kind of a cool musically, you know, it was a cool yeah. song, but again, the singing just fucking pissed me off. In fact, my I, I wrote a note saying that they're like annoying kids. Like that's just when I listen to them, it's just <laughs> they just sound like these annoying fucking kids, you know. Even though they're older than us, but Runaway that was not to be confused with the Bon Jovi song yeah. Runaway, but this is Run Away. Two words. Um, Leave me in the sun. I'm melting like a popsicle. That was the lyric that stood out to me for some reason. <laughs> Not in a good way. You know. I, it just was one of those that left me scratching my head like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's really a good lyric. It may not be the worst thing I've ever heard, but it's definitely something where if I was like pushing 50 like these fuckers are, I don't know if I would be writing some of these lyrics, you know. Oh, yeah. I don't think I would do it now, and I'm younger than these guys, so. Well, what about Iggy Pop's lyrics? Well, that's just different, because that's a whole other level of greatness that, <laughs> you know. I think he was, the more I thought about that one, I feel like Iggy knew what the fuck he was doing. I feel like he knew it was like some sort of comic genius. <laughs> you know, like he tries to sell it like it's some sincere piece of art. And uh, people will be dissecting this song in basements for years. Yeah. So, I mean, if I got to pick one on this, Hungover You was probably my favorite. If I actually had to call something my favorite. Like, if you put a fucking gun to my head and said I had to have a favorite mm. on this album, you know, it'd be it. So. You know, and I think this was the one that actually, yeah, it was. I don't even know how the first song goes the first time. That part I was quoting was actually from this song. Where it has, it has like a pre-chorus or something, and that's the one where he's like, it was just one time, one time, started turning into two times, two, you know? Yeah, how did that first So I think the first song, I just totally was making up my own fucking song there. I don't yeah. know how it goes. <laughs> I have no idea at this point. Oh, this is what happens when you spend two weeks listening to this shit, and then it's, you know, it's a lot to... Uh... Yeah, because I listened to this one first, too, and they even had a bunch of songs that came out, like, ahead of it. So I kind of checked those out, and I was like, well, yeah, maybe we can add this album to the list, because these aren't too terrible. Right. I think Dark Side was one that I liked, and that was one that they put out in advance. Yeah, I didn't think that one was bad. That was... Again, yeah, if I had to have two favorites, that'd probably be my second. But I'm not going to be buying this on vinyl, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Or any copy of it. So it was hard enough to get through a free <laughs> copy of it. So, so yeah, I don't know if we really even want to talk anymore about that. Um, we could probably just move on to the Zach Brown thing. Um, Which I don't know as much better. Oh, it's not any better. That's for sure. So this thing is called the Owl. 
Is this a Zach Brown, like, solo thing? Is that my understanding of it? Somebody told me that it's not, like... The reason why it's less country and it's more of a pop thing is because it's supposed to just be, like, more of, like, a solo Zach Brown thing. Um, I saw something about him doing some song that's in the same style as, like, this album. Mm. And he was, like, rapping. And I don't want to say he's, like, I'm, like, Matthew McConaughey or something, but it was basically something like that. Hmm. Well, this is, like... I. It, this album, it says Zach Brown Band, right? I mean... Yeah, it actually says... So it's... it's I think wherever song. I'm getting my information is, you know... Because I thought that I knew how to read. I thought I was fairly literate to where I could at least... Yeah. <laughs> tell whether it said band or not. But... Yeah, what is that song? Oh, Swayze, yeah. Yeah, because it was like... Oh, is that okay? Yeah, oh, Zach Brown... Uh, with uh, Swayze, a track off his surprise solo project, The Controversy, Brown releases the worst song of the year. So I was like, well, I guess I might as well listen to it if it's the worst song of the year. But it's not. It just sounds like whatever's on uh, Top 40 radio. Well, who the fuck's Swayze? Uh, Patrick Swayze? Oh, I mean, I thought maybe there was... I thought it said featuring Swayze, so I thought it was going to be... I, I don't know. I was confused, I guess. Uh, <clears throat> I thought maybe there was some rapper that once Patrick Swayze died, uh, decided he was just going to take that last name. Because it's, you know... I mean, if you just went by Swayze, that sounds like a fucking rap name or something. <laughs> I think. Doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't listen to that shit, so... Lil Swayze. Lil Swayze. That's going to be my rap it's name, like actually. Or whatever, but... I, I hope it's not already taken. I think I'm going to start a rap career and go by Lil Swayze. But yeah, like I think maybe that's what they were talking about, this Controversy hmm. album or something. Maybe it's this Chris Gaines. It's Chris Gaines. <laughs> Jesus. Because the world needs another one of those. Okay. So, so what's your, uh, what's your like... You know, little backstory with Zach Brown. Have you listened to a lot of his I've never stuff? listened to a damn thing. Like, prior to this, the only thing I knew was Chicken Fried, right? That's the name of the song? Yeah. And I was talking about this with somebody yesterday, I think, at work, and I was talking about this album, and I think I referred to it as Kentucky Fried, and they're like, you mean Chicken Fried? I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Fuck, I don't know, because I don't. You know, you always hear all these people talk this band up, like how great they are, because they were a bar band for years. Yeah. And so that's why they play, play like a lot of rock. Like I know they cover like Black Sabbath and shit. I've seen videos pop up on Facebook of them covering like fucking war pigs. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, you know. And then I heard the reason they did do that is because they were like a bar band for years, so they know like all these fucking cover songs. So they're oh. basically like the world's biggest cover band. That just happens to write fucking songs too, I guess. Yeah, that's kind of the extent of what I know about him is like I heard uh the chicken fried song and it kinda sounds like from that and the people I know that have seen him, they almost sound like a country version of the Dave Matthews band, because they've got just that huge like following right. in that a sense. And then I know a few years ago when I was still working at X he did a song with like Chris Cornell. Like I thought you were gonna say Chris Gaines. Oh sh- <laughs> it was in my head. I was like It was like uh, that's horrible. That's... Heavy is the head that wears the crown or something. And it actually sounded like a legit, like really good, like hard rock song. Like how you're talking about Black Sabbath. Like it kind of 
sounded like that. I think it was a Zach Brown band song, but then it was featuring Chris Cornell. Hmm. And then... Didn't he do something with the Foo Fighters, too? On yeah, on that Sonic Highways. I think he played guitar, or they used his studio or something. Yeah. Because how they were using different was. studios for each. And he was, like, cooking barbecue or something, or... Yeah. Weren't they out on tour? There was something about, like, he cooks his whole crew barbecue or something, like, during hmm. the day. Something like that, which is kind of funny, because now you see all these videos of Dave Grohl doing that. Yeah. Now you think about it, it's like, ah, I fucking stole that from Zach Brown, <laughs> son of a bitch. But, I mean, Zach Brown didn't invent barbecue, so I guess whatever. But So, yeah, I was thinking this album was going to be something different than uh, what it was. Is that Yeah, I mean, I take? expected, like, country. I expected it to maybe kind of have, like, some shitty pop country kind of thing. But this was way more like just pop. Yeah. I don't, I didn't get it. I was like, okay, on the cover, aren't they standing like in the fucking woods or something? Or am I just thinking that because the first song's called The Woods? No, I think you're right. Because I was like, well, the band's on the front, but this doesn't even sound like there's a band on the yeah. album. And it's called <laughs> The Owl, you know, and it's like, okay. And so you pop it in and it's like this pop thing. And it's like, so you're standing in the woods. You all have beards. And you're calling this record The Owl. And your first song is The Woods. But then it's just like fucking like drum machines and yeah. synthesizers and shit or whatever. Like it's an electronic pop thing with guitars and some real instruments. I don't, I fucking don't know. I was totally confused. And the first song, The Woods, I just, <laughs> I just laughed like, oh, because owls live in the woods. Like... I don't know what the fuck the point of calling the album The Owl yeah. was, and I don't really know what the point of this song, The Woods, was. Like, why? Would yeah, you... I know, and I wrote down, like, one lyric in the song, and it was like, some work on trash like a cardastrophe surgeon. And I was like, what is that? A cardastrophe? Like, is he saying Kardashian or something? That's what I'm assuming. He's trashing on the Kardashians, which I can totally get behind that. You know, I didn't catch that lyric because I had a hard time fucking paying attention. Well, I was trying to make sense of it in a way of like, I'm like, what? I kind of like that term, Kardastrophe. Like, that's hard to say, but I like it. Um, Because, yeah, fuck the Kardashians. There, I said it. I said it. Somebody fucking had to. Um,. Yeah, Need This was weird. Like, that sounded like a Robin Thicke song. It sounded like a cover of Robin Thicke ripping off another song because that's what he does. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, so it was like Robin Thicke ripped off Marvin Gaye and then Zach Brown Band ripped off Robin Thicke ripping off Marvin Gaye. (laughs) That's what I took away from this. So... And then, like, the third song, like, there's blatant auto-tune. Actually, I think. Yeah, on that Need This, was he, like, rapping on there, too, or trying to rap? And I'm like... Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure what it was. Most of this record, I feel like I just kind of scratched my head, you know? Um, There was uh, a song 
someone I used to know, which I think finally was like some sort of close sign to, to this actually having some country in it, you know. But yet it's auto-tuned, like it's like a almost a country song and there's acoustic guitar. But then his fucking voice is auto-tuned on this too. Like you can hear that weird effect. It's like, why are you, what the fuck are you doing? I, I assume he can actually sing. So I'm not sure why he's trying to go this route of using that auto-tune effect thing like all the fucking pop and hip-hop people do, but hey, whatever. <laughs> so I wrote down that that one had a good chorus because it probably was, yeah, like going through the album, that was like the first one that wasn't too terrible. Right. Yeah, it was the first one where it's like, okay. But that's literally all I said was okay. <laughs> like, I didn't get it. Not like I got excited and was like, oh, yeah, finally a great song. It was like, oh, yeah. Well, at least this is a song. Closely resembles a song. And then the next song, that me and the boys in the band. I'm like, oh, okay, of course. Like, sounds like a fucking country bar band song. But that actually sounds like something I expected to hear on this. Yeah. Like, that's what I expected to hear. So, everything else, I I mean, there's the finish what we started with Brandy Carlisle. I mean, that was one of the better ones, I guess, but it was still just okay. Like, I wish she just would have sang the whole fucking song, you know? Because it's like the parts where she's singing, I'm like, oh, man, because I fucking, I love her anyhow, you know? Could give two shits about Zach Brown, so... I would have much rather heard that just coming from her. Yeah, because I like wrote down that too. It's like it seems like every time that we've talked about albums, her name always comes up. Yeah, I mean, so she's... like I definitely need to finally check her out now after hearing her in other. Things. Right, because I guess yeah, we did the high women thing last week, so yeah, I mean, I think she did a song with uh, Dave Matthews Band earlier in the year too. Really, God. I don't know. Well, she's probably just trying to get out there and, you know, and gain more of an audience. I, I don't know. I don't know why she would. It's like her stuff's really good, and I feel like none of what I've heard her do with other artists is near as good as her own stuff. So why, Brandy? Why? Why? But, uh. Maybe they're just trying to ride her apron string. There you go. <laughs> Damn apron strings, I tell you. We're going to have all these feminist groups boycotting this fucking podcast by the time you're done running that one into the ground. I can see our uh, downloads decreasing. Yeah, they actually did. We lost our uh, our female audience. Yeah. So, and the Christian audience. My foul mouth and your sexist <laughs> comments, I tell you. Between all the the fucks and the you know get back in the kitchen jokes <laughs> we're uh we're shooting ourselves in the foot andy yeah so we'll probably have like five downloads this week and then next week we'll be down to none but after the zach brown thing here like well after the brandy carlisle duet song i really i think i just stopped i don't know i the God-given yeah. song was so terrible that I literally just wrote down, what the fuck? And then... It was kind of like, 
the Blink 182. Um, like I think I only had like a handful of songs I liked on that one. On this one, I only had like two that I actually liked. The Brandy Carlisle one, which was kind of a, it was more along the lines of what I would have expected from the right. album. And then the last song, like it was like Leaving Love Behind or something. That was more mm. of like it was kind of like stripped down or something. Yeah. So those were the only two that were really like any good or memorable. Everything else sounded the same, basically. Like, yeah. Zach Brown rapping, I guess. Yeah, he needs to stop and not ever do it again. <clears throat> I mean, really, if Zach Brown could just not ever make a record again, I'd be fine. <laughs> I don't need to ever hear any of this. Ever again. I can't figure out what the hype is. You should just hang out with Dave Grohl more. Maybe. <laughs> there you go. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'll go back and listen to some of his older stuff and try to figure it out. Probably not, but I just feel like, you know, this is like a band that, like soccer moms, that just listen to whatever bullshit is pumped into their ear holes. Yeah. You know, like whatever is on the radio and whatever mainstream radio is telling you is cool you know and these fucking soccer moms just drive around with their minivan full of kids listening to this shit there we go alienating more people <laughs> yeah yeah well, you know let's face it we all had our money on me being the one to piss people off and offend somebody the fact that you beat me you were you offended people before I got a chance to. I was actually really disappointed in myself. Now I just, I don't know. I don't. I don't have. Yeah, much I don't more to get say it. Really? This. Yeah, I'm like you. I don't. It's like I'd like to. I'd like to understand, maybe, or maybe I don't want to understand because then I'm just one of them. Then I'm gonna drive around in my fucking SUV with a little soccer yeah. ball in the window and a. And all my little yeah. stick figure family <laughs> window sticker decal things. Maybe it's kind of like, in Zach a way, Brown. that Zach Brown band, if they were like a bar band or something, they're like, shit, we're not making any money. What do people like? They like this kind of top 40 country bullshit. So let's just do that. Because that's what that country fried or chicken fried <laughs> or whatever song Kentucky sounds fried. like. It's just so generically like whatever but you can sing along to it I guess cause it's like yeah sing along to it in the car oh chicken fried yeah yeah who doesn't like fried chicken but it's I like everything that's it, fried it's really generic though but yeah I don't know I can't even remember how that song goes I just remember the I don't think it goes however you just sang it <laughs> chicken fried yeah <laughs> whatever well, that was I guess we could just move on. Well, I almost thought what I was saying was a nice segue into Steel Panther. There you go. A group that was kind of like a bar band, and then they're like, Right. All right, well, maybe we'll just become a parody of this. Yeah. And try to make more money than being, like, um, legit. <laughs> uh, legit. That's funny. Yeah, sorry, Steel Panther. You're not legit. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're killer players, and yeah, they made a uh, name for themselves, like on the Sunset Strip, back 
I mean, they were around for a while. Those guys aren't, they're not young. And they were, was it Metal School? I think that was the name of their band when they were doing, uh, they were like playing the Key Club or whatever. They they kind of played downtown Hollywood like every weekend. They just were like this local thing and they just played all these hair bands. And they were, you know, people loved them. And then one day, for some reason, they just changed their name to Steel Panther. It's kind of just like whatever comes around here, that hair bangers ball or whatever. Yeah, it's kind of, kind of like the that. same shit. Except they were, I mean, these guys are really, really good. They're really good players, and they're really good at that genre. And so it's kind of funny because I guess I kind of have a little backstory. Um, I was working at Co-op Records there in Pekin for a short period of time because work had slowed down and, like, our hours got cut. I just needed a second job. And so I started working there just part-time, like, at nights, right? And so I knew of Steel Panther because I knew of metal school and so I knew their background to be in this cover band so their first album comes out and I had no idea what, what it was about you know I'm just like oh cool they got a album out no it's got all originals mm-hmm. so I'm like eh, I'm gonna play it because there was a promo in the in the store there was a free copy that was sent to the store so so uh record store full of people shopping probably some moms probably some soccer moms um I do remember there was, I do remember an older lady being in there, like a mom, like like our parents' age, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I can't remember whether she had like a kid with her or something or not. But I put this album on, and because I just thought it was going to be a cock rock album, I didn't know that their thing was to be like really offensive, Actually singing about cocks. and vulgar. And dude, it was like the first song kicks in, and it's just like fuck Britney Spears, fuck her in the ass, or something like that. And I'm like sprinting across the record store, like diving over the counter and, you know, <laughs> stopping the CD, like, holy shit, what did I just do? I was like, yeah, they're going to have to fire me after this. Like, I totally, I mean, I think there's a pretty low bar at a record store. Like, you know, <laughs> it's probably super hard to get fired from a record store unless you're, like, stealing or something. But, man, I kind of felt like I shit the bed pretty hard and I should have been fired. <laughs> no one knew. No one even complained. It was like no one noticed. Except me, you know, I, oh man, I was so embarrassed. I was so embarrassed. I was like, oh fuck, what did I just do, you know? But I guess maybe I was too morally conscious to work at a record store because most dudes that work at record stores yeah. just would have fucking cranked it and been like, yeah, yeah, so what if you don't like it, you know? Was but, it Pekin Co op? It was. Well, yeah. Pekin, aren't they the ones where like, the couple got married to crazy bitch and they're actually from Pekin. So I mean, oh, it's, yeah, not too, yeah. it's not really too out of character. Yeah. I mean, I've, you know, I've walked in record stores before and they're like fucking cranking cannibal corpse and shit. And it's like, <laughs> really? <sighs> Talk about alienating your fucking audience, right? Like, <laughs> well, do you want to sell people records or do you want them to walk in and just turn right the fuck around and walk back out? <laughs> You know, like you only want to sell albums to people with like 15 piercings in their face and, you know, the jet black mohawk that's down to their shoulders or whatever, <laughs> I, whatever. I don't know. But yeah, so that was kind of my Steel Panther story as much as that's a backstory. Hey, I, it's a know. good one though. Yeah, you funny. know, I thought it was pretty, it was a, it was a good time. It's a good memory <laughs> that I have from that place. Um, and I thought, you know, when I first put this one on, because I haven't listened to them since, I mean, 
I listened to, I think I actually put that on and listened to it like one other time or checked it out and was kind of like, oh yeah, it's funny, but it's like funny, but not like it's almost too vulgar. You know what I mean? To where yeah. some of it's just not even funny. And this pretty much listening to this new album from them, it, it kind of solidified my already, yeah. you know, my pre-existing opinion of this band. I mean... It's just, some of it was kind of funny, but I mean, the opening song or the opening track, Zebra, which was just like a clip from Heavy Metal Parking Lot. Wasn't that what that was from? Yeah. With the kid, the zebra shirt kid that was, you know, all, fuck all these bands and heavy metal rules. (laughs) I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, but it's kind of a, it's kind of a 1980s, you know, uh. It's a documentary and where they just this guy just interviewed kids outside a Judas Priest show in the parking lot. And so it was called Heavy Metal Parking Lot. I actually own a copy of it, you can borrow and it's but it's like hardly even worth watching once. I mean there's a few funny parts. Like there's just a couple people that are so fucking stupid that it's funny to listen to them talk. So probably much like our audience thinks of me when I <laughs> <laughs> sit here and babble my opinions about shit. They probably just think I'm a jackass, but but maybe, maybe it's humorous and entertaining. But, yeah, so that's kind of like this cult. It kind of has this cult status, you know, kind of like Decline of Western Civilization Part Two, the heavy metal years, yeah. if you've ever seen that. Yeah, I watched it at your house years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it's all actually... Stanley in bed with all the chicks and... yeah. That's actually a great one, though. I mean, I've watched that one a million times. Heavy Metal Parking Lot, I always saw clips from it and thought, oh, I need to watch that, I need to watch it. And they finally, like, reissued it, like, 10, 15 years ago on DVD. And I bought it and then got it home and was like, ah, fuck, this is really pretty boring. Like, it wasn't really very good. I mean, it just, there was a few interviews that were kind of funny and... But all the funny parts have been featured in other documentaries over the years, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I don't. This this album, the Steel Panther album, Heavy Metal Rules, and uh, they're not really making a very good argument with this collection of songs. I mean, I don't even find it like I was saying before. I don't find it all that funny. Like they're trying to be funny. I thought, it, yeah, I didn't think any of it seemed funny and it seemed really like tired and yeah. almost kind of like I don't know. So there's like I don't know, my thing with like Steel Panthers, there's some guys I was hanging out with years ago and they really loved like Steel Panther. So we'd drink in this one guy's garage and it was kinda of funny like might have been their second album or something, like Balls Out. Hmm. And they had like some song called Weenie Ride that was like a ballad. It's like uh, I think, I I think there's some that, song yeah. It Won't Suck Itself So even some of the titles by themselves Were just kind of, you know You could chuckle at that Yeah, that one's kind of funny, I guess uh, I think like 17 girls in a row or something And so they were kind of humorous for a while And then when you're drinking You're like, man, it's pretty good background music But yeah. uh, They're kind of just a one note joke right. Or something And like for comparison's sake I was kind of thinking of like so, like, I guess I kind of wrote them off. I'm like, oh, yeah, that album was kind of funny, but whatever. I don't need to listen to it anymore. Right. And I was kind of thinking, 
I kind of got into Ghost at first and then dismissed them because I'm like, all they do is sing about Satan and, like, you know, the songs sounded right. the same. So I dismissed them, and I'm like, they're just a novelty act. Well, then the last couple albums, I kind of liked it because they were doing something a little different. But now, going back to Steel Panther, it's the same thing, you know? Yeah, you can only make so many albums with this kind of ridiculous shit. And it's only going to be funny for so long. I mean, all I want to do is fuck myself tonight. Yeah. Really? Although, I will say, (laughs) the one line that did kind of crack me up, I can't resist those sexy leopard tights. It turns me on when I put up a fight. (laughs) Like, he's talking about, like, like he practically has to rape himself, you know? (laughs) It's like, like, what? I mean, that kind of did... I kind of juggled at that, but... I think, too, they've had, like, three albums or something since. Like, so you listen to the first album. I think I might listen to the second. And this is, like, down the road. And I even went back and was reading off some of the song titles from other albums. And there's some song title, like, Poontang Boomerang. Mm-hmm. And that seemed kind of funny. I'm like, all right, I'll, like, listen to that. And it was kind of like, I chuckled at it. But these, like... Right. Yeah, it's just that song that you were talking about. But... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's all the, all this stuff's kind of, you know, like, let's get high tonight. Like, that's not even funny. It just sounds like a really stupid fucking party song. Like, yeah. written by morons. Like, I don't know. Always, <laughs> always gonna be a hoe. That one cracked me up the most, and not because, not because it was really that funny, although the line has your... <laughs> Has your vagina never seen the shade? <laughs> or, like, I don't care if your dad is Russell Crowe. <laughs> You're always going to be a hoe. God. It's like, really? I guess the point is to be ridiculous and funny. I mean, So there was a couple lines in this whole record where I'm like, yeah, okay. It's kind of it's cute, you know. But always gonna be a hoe. I just pictured like some dude in a fucking trailer park cranking it, and like liking it because they actually like it, and they think they can relate to it. Like, yeah, fucking bitch, you know? They got like this ex girlfriend <laughs> in mind. Like they're listening to this and they're not laughing. They're like, yeah, fuck yeah, fucking bitch. She is always gonna be a hoe, you know? So some dude with a mullet <laughs> drinking like fucking natural light or natty ice or something, you know, and a wife beater and his piss-stained whitey tidies. Man. Maybe, maybe last week... This like is a the, visual record is what yeah, I'm trying to say, yeah. Andy. I really took a lot from it. You did. You were, like, dissecting it. <laughs> but, like, no, I think I think the Iggy Pop Dirty Sanchez, that just totally, like, you know, that's what you expect from Steel Panther. There's a better Steel Panther than Steel Panther, Maybe. I think it was. It was so unsuspecting that it was just. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. I'm not your bitch. That one had a cool riff. I give them that. I dug the riff in that song. I mean, we've mentioned that they're good players. Yeah. It's not like they're slouches on their instruments, but, you know. Fuck everybody. That one just wasn't even funny. Like, I'm listening to it and I'm like, this is not funny. I'm not even sure it was supposed to be funny. Like, I was confused at whether they thought they're... I don't, I don't know. I don't know if 
I'd have to listen to it again because I don't even remember the lyrics enough to sit here and really quote it and and uh, explain further as to why I felt that way. But I just remember listening to it, thinking, "God, this is not funny," and I don't know if they're trying to be funny. If they are, they're failing miserably. And then Heavy Metal Rules, that song was just stupid. It was just dumb. And then God's a Pussy. I'm like, really? What? I just gave up at that point. Yeah. I'm like, God's a Pussy. Maybe they just gave up. It just sounded like a bunch of fucking douchebag 14-year-old guys sitting around writing dick and fart and pussy jokes, you know? Which, people buy it, so... Maybe I just don't get it. Maybe we just don't get it. So, I don't know, man. Other than that, this record's all yours. If you have anything else you'd like to speak about <laughs> with Steel Panther. No. No. Well, we agree on that one. Yeah. So, I guess the next thing to talk about be maybe hell yeah while we're talking about pieces of shit or do you want to like jump to something we can do the hell yeah because I think (laughs) these are the two that you gave me like an out on and I was like you're like what were the other two I was like Steel Panther and hell yeah and I instantly regretted that text I mean hell yeah is like this band that I felt like we had to kind of cover it because you know it's a big band people I think listen to this Maybe not. I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I hear people talk about them, but I didn't know any really? songs. I didn't know. Well, but you got to figure like, okay, a lot well, of because I guess the what Vinnie Paul connection. Right. Yeah. There's the Vinnie Paul thing, and you know we live in an area where, like, well, Mudvayne is from this area, yeah. and so Chad Gray, being the lead singer. I think people talk about anything he does just because he's a local boy, you know. And uh, Greg's not in it, in it anymore, right? Somebody told me that he quit like yeah. a couple records ago or something. I didn't even know that. Um, I will say that listening to Mudvayne back in the day, like their first major release, LD50, if you would have told me that years later the guitar player and the singer were going to be the ones to go on and have greater success, I would have thought you were fucking crazy because, like, they're... I mean, not that they're not talented. I mean, I think Chad has a cool heavy metal voice for that genre. Um, But, like, they had a really badass rhythm section. Like, that drummer and bass player, that Ryan Martini dude, like, he's a killer bass player, and now he's playing, like, clubs, doing some kind of instrumental... It's kind of like a jazz fusion rock thing. I don't oh. know if you've ever heard any of it, but no. I don't know. I mean, th- those guys were, to me, they were the most talented guys in the band, you know? So to sit there and think that, like, 15 years later or however long it's been, that they'd be the ones working at car washes while the other yeah. two are out on tour playing big shows and shit, you know, with the drummer from Pantera yeah. caught me off guard. I do remember listening to, like, a lot of Mudvayne back then. Not that I really liked it. But, yeah, talking about that rhythm section, I did 
I do think it kind of fits in with that stuff from the time, like, you know, Corn and, like, Tool. They all had that kind of, what is it, like, weird syncopation or... I don't, right. I don't even know what you'd call it, but it's like that... One guy's got that... And then he's like... And the drums, like, sound like they're, like, off beat. Right. Or something. Like, that's kind of cool. Like, it's kind of distinct. Yeah. No, I thought LD50 was fucking awesome when it came out. I really did. And then the second album... Well, really, it was, like, their third because they had put out, like, a... Their first album was, like, a self-released thing that was later reissued and called something else. Maybe I didn't... I didn't like LD50, but I kind of liked that next one with with Not Falling. That was more of, like, a radio Yeah. That one was kind of mellower, I remember. That record wasn't as... Like, LD50 was really... It was pretty aggressive. Like, every song kind of segued one into another and well uh like hell yeah like i guess working for like 99x or 105.7x at the time like i'd always hear their new songs and hear they were coming out and then i heard that there's like this band hell yeah and they've got a song hell yeah on the album hell yeah and i'm like that's just fucking terrible yeah, it actually sounds like something that we'll leave names out of it, but you know, you're. Uh, the, <laughs> I was trying to word this right, but you know, the guy, the DJ that was always on 99X at the time, or 1057, whichever it was at that time, um, you know, he likes to say things like kick ass and, you know, hell yeah. yeah. And I felt like when this band came out, I was like, God, man, did he fucking come up with this band name? <laughs> did they actually call and consult him? Yeah. Like, hey. What do you think we should call our band? We'll just call it Hell Yeah, man. Oh, hell yeah, let's do that, you know? And that was probably actually a Vinnie Paul thing because he is kind of a... I mean, he's from Texas. He's kind of like this... You listen to him talk, and he was like a kind of... Hell yeah. Yeah. Like, he just talks like that, you know? And I mean, I I love Pantera. You know? I, I can't really say that I wasn't a huge fan. I mean... Great Southern Trend Kill fucking album when it came out was the shit. So it was like part of me wanted to like Hell Yeah, but it was such a bad fucking band name. And then like... And then looking at the album cover too when that came out, it was like, I guess knowing that two of the guys were from Mudbane from Pekin, and then all the guys on the album cover have like cowboy hats, and I'm like, you're from fucking Central Illinois. Right. Why are you wearing a cowboy hat? Just because you're in a band with Vinnie... Paul, right. You're gonna suddenly become a cowboy now. Yeah, like ten fucking years ago, you had like a bright blue mohawk and a, yeah. you know, big old blue goatee yeah. thing, and painted your face like a fucking clown or some shit. Yeah. And then now all of a sudden you're a cowboy. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I didn't want to. I didn't want to like the band because of the name. I wanted to like them because of Vinnie Paul. But the name was terrible. And then I heard like one song on the radio and I thought it was terrible. So I just wrote these guys off. I thought they were just kind of like a fucking nickelback with more of a metal singer, you know? Yeah. It was just that same fucking production. I don't know. I think back then I like super hated them. And then just in the, what, the 10 years that they've been out, I just kind of like, you know, ignored them. Or, yeah. or I don't really actively totally hate music anymore I just don't 
think about it. If I don't like it, I just don't even think about it. Like, I don't waste a lot of time hating on it until right. I guess now. This, until now we have to. Yeah. But so, so I kind of had put some of their stuff out of my head. And then last week I was seeing Godsmack with a, with a co-worker of mine from Maui Gym. And we're waiting in line, like, outside for the doors to open. And this guy in line behind me, he's actually, like, playing music off of his phone. He doesn't have, like, a, um, earbuds. He's just playing it off the speaker so people can hear it. And he starts playing Alcohol and Ass by Hell Yeah. That was on that oh, first yeah, album. Oh, yeah, that was the song. And I was just like, God damn it, I forgot I fucking hated this song. And it's just so <laughs> awful. And I'm just like, please, open the doors now so I don't have to hear this song anymore. That's funny. I forgot. That is the yeah. song that I heard. That's the only one I think I've ever heard. Yeah. It, but, I mean, you were going to see Godsmack. You were standing in line to get into a Godsmack yeah. show. So, I mean... But then after that, the guy He played, was just trying to warm you up for the bullshit you were about to hear. It was either right before that or right after it. Then the guy played a ghost song. And I remember hearing, like... Square Hammer or something, I'm like, oh, cool. And I think they're playing in Moline, like, in a couple weeks. So I was like, oh, are you going to that show? And the guy's like, yeah. I was hoping he said, hell yeah. (laughs) I think it was before that, because I gave the guy props for playing Ghost, and then the next song is Alcohol and Ass, and I'm like, fuck, I wish I hadn't even (laughs) said anything to you, because now it's like I hate you. You know what? Never mind. Fuck you. (laughs) Yeah. Dickhead. said that. That would have been great, actually. That would have been awesome. I wish that, I wish Shannon Larkin wasn't in Godsmack. He's so fucking awesome. He's such a great drummer. God, I do not like that band. And I saw him open for Metallica years back. Yeah, see, like, I... He's so great, but that band is just, ugh. Like, uh, like, I know, like, I like when you guys give me shit, you know, about that for those lists. Right, the essential. And I liked yours, like, here's my essential song, and then there's just... Right, just the blank list. Here's my essential. Yeah, so so thing. so I think that's funny. So so like uh, sometimes I do kind of post that, just like, hey, like I'll tag these guys, hoping they'll kind of roast me a little bit. Well, when they first came out, they were a band where it was like I didn't hate them. I thought there was a couple songs I thought was you know yeah. okay, and then like they put out that Awake album. I think that's what it was called, right? Yeah, their second album was basically the first album, just not as good. Yeah, it was really weird yeah. because I thought, like, there was a couple songs where I was like, yeah, okay. But then they just sounded, it was kind of like Nickelback. Yeah. Like, when Nickelback first came out, like, nobody was really, like, hating on Nickelback when they first came yeah. out. Everybody was like, ah, oh, these guys are pretty good, man. This is pretty good sound. But then, like, everything just sounded like the last thing. Like, they just, yeah. it sounded like they just kept putting the same fucking song out over and over again. And I feel like that's how it is with Godsmack. Like, everything sounds the same. Yeah, yeah, because that's what I was trying to say. It's like, I haven't listened to him in so long until, like, recently. Uh, but everything either sounds like voodoo or that, like, whatever. Or right. Something. Or uh, maybe that Awake song. Because even, like, they had one, I Stand Alone, that sounds just like the Awake song. So it's like they keep doing that All or I hear they'll is do just the voodoo. Drop D, just drop yeah. D. Like every song. Yeah. And then the next song is dun 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 dun, just that one fucking note, <laughs> yeah. just that D chord palm muted, and just like you can play any yeah. Godsmack song with one finger. <laughs> Some of them no fingers. That's what was funny too. <laughs> saying that it's like the bass player looked more like he was just uh, throwing the devil he, horns throwing the, the whole horns time. At people, you know, he wasn't even playing because he's just doing. He he's playing. just playing one open string yeah. the whole time. 
It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I was like, is that guy even playing or is he just kind of like hamming it up? Well, I'll say with this, you know, Hell Yeah album, I didn't hate it as much as I wanted to or as much as I thought I was going to. Like, I put it on, I was like, okay, this is going to be the most miserable part of my fucking journey. <laughs> you know? And it really, like, that 333 song was just pretty stupid. Like, I Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck is this? I couldn't understand it because it's something where it sounds like... It sounded like I was playing, like, three songs at the same time or something. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it just... I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it. Oh, I hated it. I was just like, fuck. I think I expected it to be so much worse that it was, like, kind of just a pleasant surprise that it wasn't... I think the fact that it just wasn't alcohol and ass, mm. that it wasn't one of those really cliche songs, but then it kind of was because it was like 333 instead of 666. No. 555, Yeah. Well, subtract that and I'm 333. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they... I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they, they're just admitting that they're only half as cool as Iron Maiden. Uh, but I wouldn't even give him half. I wouldn't even give him 50% of that. So did Vinnie Paul, did he have anything to do with this record? Was it written before he died? I I think that that's the case. I think, yeah. I think they were... But these aren't his drum tracks? It. I don't know. God, we should have got our facts straight. I just didn't... I was trying to look up some of that because I did go to the Wikipedia. Thing. I, I don't think it listed... In, it listed because sometimes when you go on there, you'll see the tracks and it'll list... Who like wrote the songs? Mm, yeah, and I don't remember seeing any credits, hmm. but I saw that there. Which after I listened to the album, this made sense. Andy's uh, getting a damn phone call during this. We're sorry. <laughs> uh, their like producer is this guy uh, Kevin Churko, who I've seen his name before. He produced all Five Finger Death Punch's albums, uh, and he produced it. the last Ozzy album, Scream, mm. or something. So yeah. I was like, okay, that's kind of why this sounded to me like. Uh, D-level five-finger death punch. Yeah. Because it's their producer. Because all five-finger death punch is D-level. Which is kind of sub-level <laughs> Pantera or something. I kind of feel like five-finger death punch was kind of trying to, like... I kind of like them, in a way. Or did, in the same way with Godsmack, where they kind of came out and they sounded kind of <clears throat> cool. But then now everything is the same or something so so it's like here was Pantera here was Five Finger Death Punch then here's Hell Yeah I don't know in some kind of hierarchy of I don't really want to compare any of these metal. bands to Pantera I think Pantera kind of deserves a little bit better yeah. than that true 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 <laughs> I like Pantera a lot but I will say that they probably are responsible for spawning all of this shit. Yeah. Because they were kind of the first, like, really heavy band to really make it mainstream. I mean, Metallica's Black Album, that was probably, like, the first. But then, like, Pantera was really fucking metal. Like, they yeah. were, you know, like, Metallica, by that point, it sounded like, fucking classic rock compared to Pantera. Vulgar display of power, I feel like. Kind of... I don't know. I don't want to say it broke the mold. They weren't like the first band to come out doing that, but they were like the first band that kind of made it like mainstream. 
you know, and Far Beyond Driven, when that came out, that was like a, I, I want to say that was like the first heavy metal album to go to number one. Hmm. So, um, but yeah, I mean, their influence in that time, I, I think, you know, definitely spawned this whole, what we have now, where you have like the 105.7 X and those radio stations that play metal, you know, where 30 years ago it didn't really exist, you know. But with bands like Hell Yeah and some of this other stuff and Godsmack, I don't know if that's really a good thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Um, you were saying that you didn't totally hate it, and there were a few songs where I was like, eh. Yeah, like, oh my God, the second song. I was kind of wanting to like some of the songs, but then I'm like, it's fucking hell yeah, I don't want to like this. But then I was like, it was conflicted. Yeah, I thought like the second track and the third track were kind of okay. Like, I didn't hate them. I didn't really like them, but I didn't hate them. I could put up with them. Was one of those Welcome Home? Like, yeah. I guess the title track, I think that might have been the third one. I was like, this kind of sounds like they're going for like a radio kind yeah. of hit here. It wasn't terrible. I didn't yeah. like it. Like, I'm ne- probably never going to listen to it yeah. again. I'd say if I had to pick a favorite, it'd be Oh My God, and I don't even know why. I only listened to it once. Can't even remember shit about this. Black Flag Army pissed me off. I was like, leave Black Flag out of this, you fucking assholes. The song was terrible. I thought the chorus pretty much, you know, my thought was, well, I like this better when In This Moment did it and called it Blood, because it was like the chorus was almost the same fucking song. And then really after that, I think I fell asleep. Hmm. Not literally fell asleep, but I think I stopped paying attention to what I was listening to. And it was just like a wash from that point on. I don't even know if I finished the record. I can't remember. <laughs> that's how That's how yeah. uninterested I was. Like there was nothing keeping me. After that, after about four or five yeah. songs, it was like I just stopped giving a shit about this album. Yeah, I feel the same way like i tried to hold it out or hold out to you know well tough your way through yeah like oh there's gonna be a gem somewhere i'm gonna i'm gonna end up liking this there was one i wrote down where i don't know if it's like how i was like trying to totally describe like the bass and the drums from like corn and tool songs and stuff but there's one i think it was called boy and it sounded like corn or something like that and then it comes in yeah. Or something like there's kind of like that. I remember that a song. A tinny drum or something. But there was something that just totally sounded like a corn in there, and yeah. I was like, uh, "It's not bad." And I think I think "Bury You" was when I wrote down that sounded like it was like bad Five Finger Death Punch, and that's when I was like, "Oh, that makes sense with the producer and everything." Ah, uh, see, with me, I just yeah, Five Finger Death Punch is bad. So, I would have probably not said bad five-finger death punch. I just would have said five-finger death punch. (laughs) So, (laughs) I know. I just, I'm hating on it. What can I say? The the thing is, is like, I wanted to hate this more. I wanted there to be stuff that I was so fucking mad about that I would just write a bunch of shit, talk a bunch of shit. I got nothing. But at least it's not as bad as alcohol and ass. There's nothing on here that's, <clears throat> that's what makes I'm... me cringe immediately as that song. 
Yeah, that that's probably the best way to sum this record yeah. up. Having said all that, I suppose we can move on. Um, the only thing left to really discuss is the Sturgill Simpson album. We didn't really do a... There was no throwback. We kind of yeah. agreed to do like a throwback album every week, but I think we ended up with like five records on our list yeah. <clears throat> this week. Anyhow, without doing a throwback... Um, Next time, maybe we should do a throwback, though. Yeah. Because then we could at least find something worth talking about. Because with the Sturgill Simpson thing, I mean, it's worth talking about, but it's an interesting... What's your kind of backstory with that guy? I don't have anything um, as entertaining as, you know, running across the record store, diving across the counter to stop his record or anything like that, as I did with the... Steel Panther thing. I guess my my backstory would just be. Or have you um, listened to other? Stuff I mean, yeah, I am a fan of his. I am okay. a fan of his. Actually, first time I ever heard about him, my brother when he was living up in Milwaukee, he saw him play. Um, some venue up there. It was a pretty small place. I mean, it was bigger than like a club. I think it was like a small theater or something. And he was texting me. Like the me. Monarch kind of deal? Yeah, probably a little smaller than that even, maybe. I don't know. I don't remember, but it was a long time ago. Like I said, my brother texted me. That's kind of what put put him on my radar, I guess, because my brother and I don't... My brother doesn't listen to music like we do, you know what I mean? Like, he's more of like a casual... But there for a while, he was kind of getting into... A handful of country artists and stuff. There was a few he would, like, try to turn me on to. And so he texted me about this dude, about Sturgill Simpson, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll check him out. And I think I checked out, like, a video or something of him just, like, playing live, and I was like, yeah, he's all right. Like, I didn't really think much of it. I was like, yeah, he's okay, but whatever. And then I came across this one, this metamodern... Meta Modern Sounds and Country Music. It's like a mouthful, man. I gotta look at the title every time just to remember it. Meta Modern <laughs> And I don't know, I came across it on vinyl and I was like, ah, I'm just I'm just gonna buy it and or actually I think I bought it on C D first. I think I'm lying. Yeah, I think I bought it on C D. I came across it somewhere on C D and then he like reissued it because I wanna say he put it out like on a smaller label or maybe put yeah. it out himself and then like then got signed to this bigger label when it blew up uh-huh. and then they re-released it on this other label something like that happened I can't remember all the details and then I found it on vinyl and purchased it later but anyhow big fan of that album I mean it was just like really great songwriting you know and then uh, and then I went back and I got his album before that it was really good too but then he put out his last record was called A Sailor's Guide to Earth was that what it was called? fuck I don't know Jesus I'm so terrible with. I'm the last person that should be on a goddamn podcast because I can't remember anything used to know every album I listened to as a kid man I knew him frontwards backwards every goddamn song in it's track order I had it memorized now it's like, hey, what's your favorite song on that album? Uh, I think it's like the third one. And it goes like this, and I can like sing it to you, but I can't fucking remember the title. <laughs> God damn, getting old's a bitch. But uh, 
I think that's what it's called. It's right down there on my record shelf. Yeah, Sailor's Guide to Earth. Anyhow, that's a really great album. I mean, he just knocked it out of the park with that one. I I remember first listening to it, putting it on, and just being blown away. Like, fuck, this is amazing. And he had, it's not really like straight up country, you know. He's got like, it is, but he's got like horns in there and stuff that kind of, like there's a lot of kind of Motown-ish, like soul kind of notes in his songs too. And so this one, this new album, really caught me off guard when he put out the first song, Sing Along, was like the first single he put out. And I listened to it and just didn't, I don't know, I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. And so I was like really on the fence about listening to this record. I was like, God, I've really loved his last two albums. Like, they've been so fucking good. And I was already going into this one with like, mixed emotions just off of one song but I also didn't know at first that this was like it's a soundtrack the whole album is actually a soundtrack to an anime thing on Netflix and I didn't know that until like yesterday (laughs) I had no idea that was a thing listen to this Friday and I was trying to get like some little like insight into the album you know on Wikipedia or whatever and it said yeah there's like a soundtrack it's like anime or something, and there's a different story for each song. Yeah. But yeah, like, I had never listened to Sturgill Simpson before. Like, and I know you like the, the singer-songwriter-y guys. Right. Is he kind of like that? Because I've seen his name out there before, and I I thought he was going to be, like, Jamie Johnson or, like, Chris Stapleton. And he's kind of not. I mean, he, I mean, his stuff is... I don't know how to explain it, like... I mean, he is a singer song, right? I'm sure, you know, you. Yeah. There's stuff. You put him in a room with an acoustic guitar and a microphone, and I mean. And yeah, you can be a singer songwriter, but like his albums are not. He's kind of more experimental. Okay, because. I mean, there's kind of weirder stuff on his last couple records. Like, I would say his first one's really the only one that was kind of like a straight up. Okay. Singer, songwriter, country. Because if you're saying the last one had Motown elements and <laughs> yeah, like I said, there was like horns and you know, um, I don't know. I've heard him as being referred to as like stoner country, because um, like I don't know. I I don't know how to put it into words. I just I I like it, and yeah. I guess I get why people call it stoner country. I probably would not fucking call it that. Um, but, I mean, he, you know, got a late start in his career, like, didn't even really go for it till he was, like, in his mid-30s. I watched some interview with him a long time ago. By a long time ago, I mean, like, a year ago or something. I don't know. But he was talking about how he was, like, working on the railroad. Like, you know, he just had, like, a regular-ass job working himself to death to fucking feed his wife and kid and whatever. Or maybe he didn't have a kid yet. Because Sailor's Guide to Earth, that album is all about his son being born. So I don't know if he had a kid before that too or not. Kind of babbling about shit that doesn't really matter. But the point of the story is, I guess... No, it kind of matters. You're giving me some insight. Yeah, I mean, he was... I didn't know anything about it. He was like 35, I want to say, or something like that. And he in the interview, he was talking about it, how he just had his acoustic guitar and he just sat around writing songs. And his wife... 
actually was the one that like pushed him to go for it kind of she was just kind of like hey you know you don't you don't suck like that's the way he describes it like his wife just kind of told him like hey you know you don't you actually don't suck at this maybe you should try to do something with it and he recorded so he did he like started writing and recorded this record and then just got shot down everywhere he went like he couldn't get a label to release it and so he put it out himself and then it like kind of he just started blowing up like the second record he just fucking exploded you know so it's kind of crazy it's kind of a crazy story to have like you know some dude that's like i mean he's got to be he's like my age like ish so he's right around the 40 mark somewhere and he just his career just took off within the last few years you know and he wasn't even doing it like in his 20s when most people (laughs) would be out there really trying to do it you know, instead this dude's like in his 30s and just fucking goes for it, you know. Maybe you can, you can kind of respect that a little bit more. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, he's like the not, he's like the most unlikely star, you know. He's just like some dude. Like, he's yeah. not a rock star. He doesn't try to look like a star. He's just like this guy who goes out and just plays music and does what he does. And somehow he's like become one of the biggest, most well-respected songwriters like in the game right now you know like people hold him up there with like Jason Isbell and Chris Stapleton and all those guys that are kind of out there doing their thing and not playing the shitty pop country that everybody's trying to pump down our throats right now but yeah because you you like recommended this or like said you wanted to hit this one I saw that cover and I was like, "That is fucking badass." That's a cool like album cover, yeah. And then what? Like the grills looks like the little radio. Dial. Yeah, and it's got like the little Japanese writing on the side, and yeah. And then the background was like the big like fireball. It looks like some kind of face in the fireball. I didn't catch the face. Yeah, like it looks like a little demon face. See, I wanted to pick this up on vinyl, and I went out yesterday. I was, I was in town anyhow running some other errands and I thought ah, of all places Barnes & Noble they'll have this you know because really like for new records they have the best selection around for new releases um, even though sometimes you pay too much but I was like ah fuck it I just you know I just want to buy it on vinyl because I have all of his other stuff on vinyl so I'm kind of a completist and mm. you know unless I just completely end up hating the guy I'll probably just keep buying everything on vinyl, you know. But I, they didn't have it, and I was kind of bummed. So I didn't really pay much attention to the album cover, other than just, like, at a glance, and it looked cool. But I thought the first track was kind of interesting, though, because it's like, first of all, it sounds like the beginning of Songs songs for the Deaf, the Queens of the Stone Age album, you know, yeah. how it's like, obviously the radio on a car, and just that whole thing reminded me of that. But then they kick in, the band kicks in and everything, and it's a fucking instrumental. It's just like him soloing on guitar, and I'm like, this is not what I expected. Like, it really caught me off guard. Like, what the fuck is this, you know? And it was cool. Like, it was like, I don't know. Part of me was like, this guy's fucking insane. Like, who opens a fucking album with a song like this? But then I dug it, like, by the end of it. 
though, because of how it's like a soundtrack or something. Right. It's kind of like that intro kind of piece. Yeah, I'd have to watch that. I'm not going to watch the anime. I'm not going to lie. I don't like anime. That's not my thing. Every time I hear the word anime, I picture a 40-year-old in his mom's basement masturbating to Japanese animation porn. (laughs) Okay, like, that's just what I... That's my take on... That's my take on fucking anime. Like, I've never watched an anime cartoon. But I just feel like dudes that do it, that do watch it, that's your guy. Like, you know? Because I... I mean, I don't think that's too much of a stretch. There are people that... I imagine jerk off to anime. <laughs> I mean, otherwise, I don't see like because I've just seen cartoons where it's like, why are they so sexual looking and stuff? Yeah. Like, who the fuck wants to fuck a cartoon? I'm totally getting off topic yeah. here, but well, what that cool world? Yeah, <laughs> that and Jessica Rabbit was yeah. kind of hot. God damn it. <laughs> Shit. Right, back to Stern. Yeah, I was gonna say now I'm just starting to find out dark secrets about myself. Like maybe I'm maybe I do want to fuck a cartoon. I don't know. Uh remember the breath. I like that one. That was uh it was kind of an interesting little there's like the weird Japanese intro thing. Yeah. Um like a little flute sounding thing. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. Um Ends up being a pretty cool song, and then has a real weird, like it's just a real weird, abrupt stop and jumps right into the next song. It almost was like it's in mid song, and you change the radio station to the next song. Yeah. And I think that was the idea he was going for. Like that's how it sounds to me. And then I thought, like sing along, that's the next song's the single. And I thought, you know, like I said before, I just kind of thought that song was okay. The more I hear it, the more I dig it. But it just sounds like a song that would be cool like if you're on a road trip and you're driving with the windows down and just something cranked and it doesn't really matter what's cranked as long yeah. as it just kind of sounds cool but isn't necessarily like a great song like lyrically it's not doing much for me you know that's what I kind of thought all the songs are like they're almost more like maybe background music yeah or so- they all flowed together and they all sounded really good right but it, yeah no, that's totally how I felt about this record. Like, I stopped taking notes halfway through it because I was like, I don't feel I'm indifferent. Like, as much as I liked his last two records, this whole record is going past me. And it's, like, enjoyable, but I feel like I need to do something while I'm listening to it. Like, it would be if I'm cleaning the house. Yeah. Or if I'm doing yard work or something and I've got it on. Like, it's going to make the time pass. But, like, I can't sit and just listen to this record. I made a note that a lot of it, yeah, how it's kind of like the background music, a lot of it sounded more like I put sports montage music or, like, jock jams. Like, you could see this being, like, clips of highlights. Right. And then they got this Sturgill Simpsons stuff that sounds really cool, but it fits more for that. Yeah, I could see that. Like, A Good Look, that was the song where... Like, the band is just, it's a funky motherfucking song. Like, they're throwing down. But it's still just, like, okay as a song. Yeah, I was like, sounds like some weird Bee Gees boogie. <laughs> and it wasn't bad, that, it's but like it wasn't like a thing, man. Yeah. Like, they're, but, they're like, the song itself is not, like, I don't remember the hook. I just remember the badass, like, like the bass line's real yeah. cool and funky. And they're, 
But like as far as the lyrics and stuff, like there's nothing on this that really grabs me. Um, and I keep seeing people, the couple people I know that are fans that I've talked to, and some comments that I'm seeing online is like, well, you know, I think it's just going to have to grow on me, but it's Sturgill Simpson, so... <laughs> so it's just okay to... Like, I, people make excuses for him because he's already done these great things, oh, right? Man. He's so revered as such a great fucking songwriter and just a, you know... He's put out two records back-to-back that were just, you know, fucking amazing. But that doesn't really excuse the fact that this is... Let's just fucking tell it like it is. Let's call oh. it what it is. It's okay. It's mediocre. It's not his best work. Oh, okay. Because I liked it, and I thought that, like, I want to hear more of his stuff. Yeah. You'd like his other stuff a lot more than this. But maybe, like you're saying, he just set, uh, he set the bar too high? Might be. I don't know. I mean, or maybe it's just because it's a soundtrack. I mean, maybe... I don't know which came first. Did the movie come first? Uh Or did this music come first? I don't... I mean, if somebody gave him something and he had to kind of write to it... I think maybe it was something like that. From what... Because I was listening to, like, a lot of these albums on Friday. And that was my Friday night. And I was trying to make some notes. And I was looking at Wikipedia. And I think he actually did... He wrote some music and then he went to somebody. And they Mm -hmm. started, like, you know, coming up with, like, the animation... Okay. And then maybe he added more to it, so it was like a collaboration or something. Hmm. I'm not really sure. So don't quote me on that. Yeah, I mean, I could see that, too. Like, it sounds like these songs are kind of based around the music. Like, the music is the strong point. Yeah. But I don't yeah, feel like the lyrics... Yeah, it's more music than lyrics, yeah. yeah. I don't feel like the lyrics do much for me on this one. I mean, they're okay. And I'm, and I'm sitting there kind of talking shit about everybody being like, oh, well... Hopefully it'll grow on me, but I mean, that was my thought too, like, eh, fuck, this is just kind of okay, I hope that, you know, maybe after a few listens, I'll really like it, maybe it just hasn't grabbed me, maybe I haven't listened to it in the right place, you know, because some stuff, dude, I could sit down here and drink a beer and listen to on my stereo and just kind of not get into it, and then if I go and I put it in my car and I'm driving down the road, I'm like, oh, fuck, this is great. And then others are like the opposite. Like I'll yeah. buy them and I'll listen to them on my CD player on the way home, and it, and I'm just kind of like, eh, I don't know. But then I'll put it on the yeah. stereo down here, sit in my rocking chair with my beer, like an old man. And then next thing you know, I'm like really absorbed in it. Like it just, I think different records kind of have to be. It just depends on you and the mood you're in yeah. and your setting and how much you've had to drink. <laughs> Sometimes that makes it better the more you drink. Sometimes it does not. I wrote down a couple songs. Like, I know uh, we touched on that a good look. But, like, I wrote down, like, Make Art Not Friends. I thought it sounded kind of 80s, like, synthy, And it was kind of cool. Like, it kind of had that vibe to it. Then I thought um, the best clockmaker on Mars was kind of... You know, when that was that was one that I put was maybe like the Jock Jamsy kind of, hmm. and then yeah, there was Last Man is. Standing sounded kind of like Black Keys. I'd have to listen to it again. Like I said, I 
Yeah, because so it all just kind of titles together, and, you know, too. Yeah. It's like, I had to actually look back at my phone to see the next... Like, what you were listening song. to. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the way, yeah, that's the way I was, but then I just, yeah, I don't know. I just stopped taking notes on it, because I was like, ah, you know, like, I don't feel like I have much to say about it. There's nothing for me to talk shit about. Yeah. Like, the one, the one takeaway, though, that I had, too, that I didn't write down that I wanted to mention was, like... If Zach Brown's being experimental, and this is Sturgill Simpson being experimental, I thought they were, like, opposites. Right. Like, this is kind of like, because like, I assume they're both country guys, and here they're trying to experiment. And I was like, Sturgill Simpson's was awesome. Zach Brown's is, like, the shit version of this. Right, not to be confused with the shit. Yeah. But the shit version. <laughs> yeah, like, do you get what I'm going No, with? I know, yeah. Like, I His just is saw, more... Like, I listened to the Zach Brown one, and I was like, uh... Yeah. And I was like... Then I listened to Hell Yeah, and then I listened to Sturgill Simpson after that, and I was like... That one is, like, a way better example of what Zach Brown was trying to do, I think. Right. Zach Brown went more of, like, a... Like, over-processed The least pop. common denominator pop shit. Yeah. And he's like... Shit, I'm gonna fucking rock this out, and it's gonna be a badass soundtrack. Yeah, I think he was trying to rock out a bit more, maybe do something kind of artsy, and yeah. I mean, it's he didn't fail. I don't think I'm not. Yeah. You know, saying I think it's a bad record. I just, man, I don't know. It's one that was kind of hard to. It just came out like two days ago, yeah. so it's like hard to listen to it like a couple times. And already know what I fully think of it, you know? That's kind of, like, the thing I think that has happened with this. Like, every time we get together to talk, it's like, there'll be a couple, because we'll have, like, two Fridays worth of stuff. Right. So I've got a long time to sit with the first batch of Friday stuff. Right. And I almost kind of get, like, tired of it, maybe. Like, I'll listen to it, I'll have too much time with those, and not enough time with the, with the next Fridays. Right. Ones. Yeah. But, I don't know, maybe it makes for a good conversation. I guess that's the point of it. So, I don't know that anyone's going to take our word for... I don't really want anyone to take our word for it. I don't want this to be something where it's like, oh, yeah, you know, you suggested this, so I went out and bought it. Yeah. And you were fucking wrong, asshole. That's a terrible record. What the fuck's wrong with you guys? Or they go and buy the Hell Yeah record and like, man, you guys are fucking stupid. This thing rocks. Like, hey. I hope that that's what happens. I hope that people don't really... I hope people listen to this as for entertainment and not to try to, like, take what the fuck we're saying as the gospel and go out and yeah. buy, make their purchases accordingly. <laughs> I mean, check out whatever you want to check out, you know. Because I'll be completely honest in saying that, you know, like we were kind of talking earlier before recording, and it's like most of this... Pretty much everything on this list this week, except for the Sturgill Simpson album, I would not have listened to. Yeah. I wouldn't have listened to one fucking thing except for that Sturgill. Well, see, I would have listened to the Blink-182, and it's kind of like how I like Corn. I like the pre-release song, so I actually went out and bought it on vinyl because I liked it enough where I'm going to buy this the first day it came out. And I think I like some of those Blink-182 songs, and I was like, oh, I could probably buy this when it comes out. But then... I'm glad I actually didn't because I didn't really like the rest of it. And I'm right. like, I saw where people were liking the Blink 182, though. Like, I know some, like, a couple different people posted it and was like talking it up. Yeah. 
I was like, well, I'll save it for the podcast, but really I wanted to comment on it and be like, are you out of your fucking mind? But, I mean, to each their own. It's all subjective. I'm not right or wrong here. Except I am. I'm right. But I don't, if I just sat around talking about the stuff that I liked and you sat around talking about the stuff you liked, it probably wouldn't be as entertaining. I don't know. It'd just be like, probably would get pretty boring pretty quick, but there was a replacements box set. That could have been our throwback, but it's also like, you know four or five disc full of like different mixes and live stuff and whatever or that typo negative none more negative i wanted to get that but it's like is that all the albums is that the one that was like six albums on vinyl so each of them are like double so there's like 12 like the lps in there it's like 200 dollars. i'm like fuck man if i was rich i would have bought that like right yeah away. i would have too yeah. that was pretty cool there's there's been because i I've never even heard the first one. What is it like? Slow, deep, and hard, or something. Yeah. And I think there might have been another one. Origin of the Feces. So I haven't heard I, those yeah. two, but I've heard like Bloody Kisses, Bloody October Kisses, Rust. and then October Rust, and the other two on there. World Coming Down. That's the one with uh, Everything I Love Is Dead and Creepy Green Light. The like monk dude on the Russian guy. Uh, Rasputin is oh, on the cover yeah. of that one, isn't he? No, or is no, that no. the other album? That's one that's not in there because it wasn't on Road... These are all their Roadrunner albums. Oh. Uh, I think that's the last one that they did, but it was on a different label. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't really care for that one. Yeah, I didn't either, but, like, I kind of liked the one in between that. There's World Coming Down, and then there's... I forget whatever the one you're talking about is, but there's one that was, like, early 2000s. It had like almost like the little heart monitor EKG. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I just can't. That one was almost more poppy than their stuff. They were more condensed songs. Maybe we should do a typo negative episode. We keep talking about all these full band episodes. We might have to. uh, I don't know. October. We can do October Rust. Yeah. Throw that in there. Well, I suppose we could sit here and babble a little longer, but. I think uh, as far as our agenda goes, we have officially covered everything that we set out to uh, to talk about for this episode. So uh, I know we said we were going to try to come up with some clever sign-off, but I've got nothing. 